My biggest takeaway from this entire trip um, was the fact that people um, are so content with their lives and, you know, the way their lives are, you know, portrayed how we see them, you know, the state that they're living in, very, very impoverished. Um, and the fact that they're able to be content and happy and always smiling, um, you know, it's just, just so life-changing to me because it puts your own life in perspective. You kind of... Hey guys, welcome back to Keep It at 99, here with another episode, and we're here with another special guest, Miss Miriam Riley. Thank you for coming on the podcast and taking time out of your very, very, very busy schedule. Okay. Um, and busy enough schedule and coming on the podcast. This is episode six of the Coptic Life series. Um, so thank you guys for watching. If you have enjoyed the series so far, make sure to leave a like, comment, subscribe, everything. All right. So thank you, Miriam, for coming again. Of course, of course. And today we're going to be talking about a lot of things. The first thing we're going to talk about is, you know, your experience. You just came back from a mission trip mm-hmm. in Egypt. Yeah. So I kind of want to hear more about that and, yeah. you know, what your experience was like and how that kind of changed your perspective. Yeah. Um, so my first question for you is, what was your favorite part about your mission trip? Okay, I love kids. Um, and... Most of the majority of the time we were serving kids. So just being able to connect with the kids was so special to me. And that probably is like the most memorable thing from the trip. And what, what about the trip really, you know, kind of change your perspective if it, if any did, I mean, hope, hopefully it did yeah. um, change your perspective on, you know, just the world around you. Generally. Yeah, of course. I was sharing with you earlier, like my biggest takeaway from this entire trip, um, was the fact that people, um, are so content with their lives and you know the way their lives are you know portrayed how we see them you know the state that they're living in very very impoverished um and the fact that they're able to be content and happy and always smiling um you know it's just just so life-changing to me because it puts your own life in perspective you kind of step back and you reassess how you've been living your life and how you are you know taking things, I guess you could say. Um, I feel like all of our problems are so first world, um, you know, whatever it may be. And we take things so negatively and always, um, I don't know, we always resort to like anger or upset, you know, sadness, whatever it is. But these people, despite having such difficult circumstances, are always happy, like perpetually, which is just so awesome to see. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I went on a mission trip uh, a few years ago to Zambia and like, likewise, like, you just see how people are so content, not not just okay, but content and like happy yeah. and yeah. they live life and they love it mm-hmm. with just so little. Right. And I think that's something that we can take away from because like you said, we have all these like first world problems mm-hmm. and things that in the grand scheme of things like don't really matter that we stress about and that right. we really put a lot of effort and time into. Um, and it really changed like going on those trips like really change you know mm-hmm. how you think and who you are and i think it honestly should be a requirement to graduate high school to go on honestly. some sort of no, service yeah. trip um anywhere yeah. in the world yeah um but you know what is like one memory you have from the trip where you know you kind of like felt that your perspective changed a little bit like if, if it, anything specific yeah um so one of the camps we went to uh, is called St. Mark's Village, um, and it's kind of a de- deserted area, and the whole purpose is to have 
a younger children, um, whether they be from Upper Egypt, um, just impoverished children all around Egypt. Um, we, in our case, we had Sudanese kids um, experience luxury for the first time. So it was a very nice facility. Um, lots of food, lots of good food, you know, things that they're not familiar with. A pool. They've never seen a pool before, so that's something that's just so awesome to them. Um, we, we would eat very, very big meals. Um, and after every meal, um, we'd give them a little coin to go to the canteen, which is like a little store, uh, very popular like stores in Egypt that have like chips and cookies and juices and stuff, which is a big thing for Egyptians. Um, and, you know, they're not familiar with that, um, that whole like notion of like having money to be able to go to a canteen and afford a bag of chips, which is just five pounds which is like nothing to us. Um, so I was eating with some of the kids and, you know, it it was so weird to me because they would tell the kids, you know, like, if you don't eat your food, you're not going to get a chip. And some of these kids weren't finishing their food. And I was going to like say something. and I was going to be like, you know, there are kids that aren't able to see this food and don't have this food. And I was like, wait, these those are those kids. And it's so weird because that just completely like changed my like perspective on you know anything and everything um you know we we eat so much we eat out like that's like where like america is like founded and like you know we eating out and like buying a bunch of food and food waste is huge in america and the fact that these kids you know weren't finishing like the last like scrap of chicken on a chicken thigh is so weird because they don't have that you know this is like the luxury for them this is that's just so odd to me that we just throw food so easily away and we just throw our problems and all these like you know little things here and there that add, end up adding up um away like that and that kind of made me realize that like my service was needed and that these people need love and attention and care um and that kind of was that like aha moment for me yeah I mean, that's actually that was a lot of words <laughs> <laughs> that's like a very interesting thing where it's like because we say that all the time, like, yeah. oh, there's kids who, you know, finish your food because there's kids out there that don't, you know, that can't have that. And it's like, we never realize what that actually means mm-hmm. until we see that. And like, you think, and you're like, wait, like, these are those kids. And it's, mm-hmm. that, that's, it's honestly amazing. And it reminds me of a book, a really good book that everyone should read. Um, it's called Elements. Um, I think I've heard of it before. It's a very, very, very good yeah. uh, orthodox book. Um, it's like a four book series. It's really good. Um, a big portion of that book is about service in Egypt and stuff like that. And in the book, the main character, I don't want to spoil anything, but the main character, um, after going through all this service is on a plane ride back to where he's from in Canada. And it's like, he feels so bad just asking for like, you know, they come by and they give you like the snacks and stuff. It's like, he just, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it because it was just like. It was too much that comfortability, that luxurious life to go from seeing that and then to like act like it never happened was just so hard for Mm -hmm. the main character of the story. So in the same way, I feel like for me, it's like when I go on these life changing experiences, you know, whether it's mission trips far or close to home, um, it really it really affects you. And Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing to do is to take what you learned and apply it to at least one thing and apply it to your life yeah. instead of just like, Oh, that was fun. And then like moving on. Yeah. no. And it's so hard to do that because it's so hard to live that simple life. That's just so, and I, like, I completely agree. Like I came back and I'm shopping for my grad party or I'm shopping for clothes or I'm getting food. And it's like, I never left, you know, like, and I'm sitting here when I have a minute to think and a minute to like kind of reassess, 
I'm like, wow, did anything even change? Um, you know, you're sad for them and you're always going to think about them in the back of your head, but it's not really, it's not really, um, it doesn't mean anything until you actually apply it to your life. Like you were saying, like, okay, so what, you know, they're, you know, these people are impoverished, they have nothing to eat, but you know, I'm lucky. I got lucky. So I need to cherish what I have. No, that's not how you should think at all. I think being able to apply that, you know, allows you to live a like more edified life. Um, and to, you know, think of and be considered of people who have, who are less fortunate than us. Um, so I think, yeah, applying it is super important. I totally agree with you. And I think when it comes to applying it, like a lot of times, because it, it's, it's, impo- it's very hard to do. It, it's very hard to like, you know, wa- especially because you watch everyone around you. And I mean, they didn't go on the trip. They didn't see anything. They didn't change. And yeah. for you to do that. But I think just by going on the trip, you've planted the seed in you. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. Yeah. I mean, anything is is something, yeah. you know? And it's always like just 1%, 1% more every single day. Mm-hmm. And I think by planting that seed, like, because like you're only 18, like you'll have so many more experiences in life that'll build off of that. Right. Like I know for me, like I was 13 when I went uh, to Zambia. Yeah. And, you know, just throughout high school, I've had other experiences build on top of that. You know, last summer I went to... In local mission trip in Clarkston, Georgia, where there's people who are 45 minutes away that live almost like the people in Zambia do. At such a like such a low level of income, high poverty rates. Most of them are refugees, and it's like that stuff exists in America. It's not just across the pond. Um, and then you have that build up, and then you go on these conventions and these retreats and increase in spirituality and all these things, and it all builds off of that first experience. That right. You had. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that first real experience of actually experiencing what God mm-hmm. looks like in your life and the life of others mm-hmm. and the blessings Absolutely, that you have. Yeah. And it just builds on top of that. So I think yeah. even if, you know, you don't take anything from it, it's not, you d- you took something. Yeah. You know, there's at, at least one thing that, that changed inside of you. And I think, you know, God has this plan and he uses everything around you to kind of, you know, bring him, bring you closer to him and kind of yeah. closer to his creation. Yeah. So very common saying is, uh, you know, the service doesn't need you, but you need the service. Yeah. Um, and that goes across all types of service, sure. not just, mm-hmm. um, you know, mission trips. So how did you kind of see that unfold when you went uh, to Egypt? Okay. Um, I mean, I love that saying um, because it kind of encourages like a um, implicit idea of like humility, um, like humility in service, um, you know, stooping down to a very low level to serve others is like the probably the easiest way to you know feel the service changing you um how i was able to apply that on my mission trip that i just you know came back from um something that was so weird to me and we only did it in egypt and it's just so different the service never stopped you know we would wake up at 5 a.m we would end our night at 12 go back to sleep like sleep and repeat, you know. Um, I realized that in America, especially um, the service, sometimes we slack off, we take breaks, you know, we go relax and come back, and it's you know on our time. Uh, whereas there, it was you know on the on the schedule's time, and so we had to abide by those rules. I mean, we were there to serve, um, and I I needed the service because it allowed me to realize that you know service doesn't stop. Um, you always need to be um, putting your best foot forth. 
and being there for the people that you're serving, the community that you're serving, whatever it may be, you know. Um, it really allowed me to realize that service isn't um, on, you know, on my time, on, like whenever I'm available, um, but I need it because it, it teaches me things that I wouldn't have gained um, had I not served to begin with. And I think that's how I applied it um, there. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I think that's honestly for me as well, like one of the biggest takeaways from just mission work in general is that like, and also another thing I'll add is that like, I bet you didn't feel tired either. No, I, like, was, I was exhausted. Okay, Because well. <laughs> we would go at 4 a.m., liturgy at 7.30 well, yeah, a.m., you know, it, it was a whole cycle, but I think it, it made me feel for the people who would wake up at 5 a.m. to go work for 10 pounds a day. Um, we would hear, I would hear stories, and I would, I, you know, I was, I was befriended several orphans and little kids, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, who, you know, don't have anything to fall back on, but they have, they're, they're relied upon to go make a living for their families at five. And that's something that just, like, broke my heart, you know. But it, it made me feel like if I was tired, I was tired because I was doing it because I loved the kids and I loved, you know, who I was serving my audience. And, like, it, it wasn't ever about what, you know, what how it made me feel. It was more about giving to them. And then as a result of that, I ended up feeling things. And, and that's kind of how it should be, I feel like, um, you know, being there for the people that you're serving and the community that you're serving, whatever it be. And then in the end, it'll, it'll um, you know, fall back on you and, and you'll feel whatever you feel because of it. Yeah, and I think, like, the like the tired, is, it's like a different type of being tired. Yeah. Like, you wake up in the morning, you're tired until you until you start serving. Okay, and yeah, then so you're not I'm physically tired. exhausted, but emotionally, um, you know, always, yeah. like, charged up. Like, you yeah. know, ready to see the kids and, like, help out in any way that I can. I mean, obviously, it's physically tiring to be awake for that long every I mean, yeah, single day. For sure. <laughs> and doing, doing what you do, but yeah. it's, like... It's almost like you can, when you're on mission, like you feel, it's a different type of experience you have with God. Mm -hmm. It's completely different. Yeah. Right? Like you can experience God in your personal life at home all the time. And that's that's normal. That's like nothing beautiful. Like you should do that. Um, but when you go and serve, the experience you have with God is is because serving is is love. And that's what God is. It's the purest form of for at least people of our age that we can experience of what that love really means. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the only thing clo closer to that is marriage. Um, so obviously it's not, not a reality for either not of us. Not feasible yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, how can we feel that love of God yeah. and what God really is? And when we see those kids and we serve them and, you know, they serve us almost in the way how they react and encourage and support through and, our and, service. And we learn a lot of lessons back to like, you know, we need the service. Like you learn a lot of, you learn a lot. Um, you learn to be more thankful for, you know, what you have and what you've been blessed with. That's something that I probably wouldn't think about, you know, on the, on, on the, on the daily, if I hadn't gone on this mission trip, just because if your environment, um, like you were saying earlier, I think, um, you know, around you is living and spending and, and, and you come back to that kind of environment, it's hard to, um, I guess, like, cling to what you learned. Um, but in a sense, you can keep it um, within you and you can, you know, of course, use it in your daily life. I think that's, like, really important. So something like as, as, as little as, like, being thankful was something that I learned um, and, you know, hadn't been aware of. 18 years of living, I hadn't been aware of how lucky I was until I actually went and saw poverty um, firsthand. And I was like, no, this isn't right. How we're living is not right. We're living too, we're living too comfortably. Nothing is wrong with that. But being thankful 
um, for the situation we've been put in is is the most important, I think. Yeah, I think especially for people who have a lot and, mm-hmm. you know, everyone in America has a lot, but have a lot and, you know, kind of just a lot of times take things for granted. I think something that a very good exercise is having a gratitude journal and writing, waking up every morning and writing down three things you're thankful for. Like, you'll be surprised how how many days you'll go without repeating one thing. Yeah. You just keep going. So it's I think that's very important. I think another thing is giving, you know, and it's something that I feel and I see in church as giving. Obviously, there's monetary giving and there's giving your time, but there's also giving in so many other ways that we don't notice, mm-hmm. right? There's giving compassion, giving love, giving mercy. There's all these things that you can do with even like people who your friends and your family, you know, not just strangers, but obviously it's important to give monetary and it's important to give your time. Um, but you also have to give all these virtues and yeah. give all these other things. And I think, you know, living in a comfortable lifestyle and living in a comfortable way, we need to be comfortable being uncomfortable and giving, you know, even what we don't have. That was my like biggest mantra the entire trip. I was like telling myself, learn to live, learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable because plenty of people are doing it and they are living successful, happy lives. Um, you know, spiritually edified, um, fervent um, in Christ's love. And um, I think that's a very like minute lesson that we can learn. Um, and it has like such uh, great um, effects, you know, on our lives, at least I feel like. I, I think like going back to that point, like being on un- being comfortable, being uncomfortable yeah. is that it just opens up so much more in your life. Sure. You know, even from like a personal gain standpoint, it opens up so much more. Like, obviously, it's not the most comfortable thing in the planet to sit in front of a mic, put a headset on yeah. and talk about what you believe in, you know, for everyone to hear. But there's I've got I've gotten so much out of this on so many different levels and I couldn't be more thankful for it. It's like you just continue to receive blessing upon blessing when you put your effort in trying to bless others. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you look at how God functions and how God, you know, uses his love towards us, it's, it's always giving. It's always sacrifice. Hey guys, before we get continued with the video, just wanted to put a quick word. Um, As part of this Coptic Life series, we've partnered up with an organization called Open Arms for Africa. And it's a nonprofit, and there's a lot of cool things. Go check out their website. Um, so make sure to check that out. Uh, be link in the description, and enjoy the rest of the episode. And to add to that, never expecting anything in return. Exactly. I feel like when you expect something in return, you're not you're not gaining as much as you would having just the intention to go into it, just you know, to help others or and or to gain uh, like personal insight. But to expect something like tangibly or um, even just like affirmation or compliments, like that's compliment fishing, you know, I feel like it's not as fruitful, but the service is, um, now I'm not saying you won't receive anything. I'm just saying it's, it, I feel like it's uh, very, um, I can't think of the word, but very, um, I can't think of the word. <laughs> I can't think of the word. We're just like, you know, greedy. I feel like maybe is a, an okay word to use. Like a selfish type of thing. Entitled. Entitled. Oh, that, that, that was the word? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> self-absorbed, maybe? I don't know. No, I get what you're saying. And I think uh, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. And I think that, especially in the society we live in, where everything is about, like like we said earlier, like me, everything's yeah. about what I want to do. Like, I remember when I went to Zambia, um, one of the priests there said something funny. He was like, 
In America, there's a mean and I, but in Africa, there's an F for family. And I, I, I obviously, it's a funny joke, but that, that's serious. It's a real thing. You know, it, like when I went to Zambia, you realize that people literally live as a family. Everything is done as a family. Yeah. People don't even use the words I and me. It's always we, us. And it's always, you know, like I remember we did something called um, bar preaching where we went to bars um, Friday night. We were in Zambia and we started talking about God in bars. So can imagine that was kind of a, a fun experience. Huh. And one of the guys that I ended up sitting down with, um, I'll never forget. He was, he was sitting there and he was just talking about, he was talking to us about, you know, how he feels bad because, you know, he was like being unfaithful to his wife and how he has kids and with like multiple women and that he feels like, like there's no way out of it. And that he feels like that the only way that he can kind of, you know, reach out of that is by reaching out to his like real family. But he doesn't, he doesn't really know how to do that. And the fact that he feels, first off, that he feels bad for it. You know, a lot of times, especially in America, we always like to justify things. You know, in Western society, it's always, you're always justifying what you did or that was wrong. You're always just, I know I do this a lot. You always like, you do something wrong, like, no, but I did this because of this, this, like, it's like you just did wrong so you have to admit it and then to go another mile and be like i i'm doing like it's because of my kids sake it's because of my wife's sake it's because of these are the reasons why what i'm doing is wrong it's because of them well yeah acceptance is like the first step to you know like self-correction and correction with others and that's awesome that he was you know like accepting of that and a similar experience happened to me but continues <laughs> yeah and it's like that family mindset of like this is hurting my family. This is hurting yeah. my, instead of, oh, this is hurting me or this yeah. is, you know, I'm enjoying it, whatever. It's, it's like a completely different perspective. You know, you look at things from a community standpoint, from a family standpoint. And I think people who do that tend to be more successful anyways. Um, when it comes to all round success in all aspects of life, um, like a great example I have in my own life is my dad. Um, he's very, you know, obviously we're very well off, but he—I don't think he's bought a single item of clothing in in five years. You know, he buys when he needs, and that's it. And he doesn't. His entire goal in life is to provide for others, and to provide for us, and to provide for the church and for other people. And it's for him like if he was stripped of it all today, so be it. You know, so it's like that mindset. I think is something that we need to take away from the people that we see, you know, that kind of content. I'm okay with what I have. Yeah. It's okay to work harder for more. If it gets taken, it gets taken, you know? Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Amen. So, <laughs> so my next question for you is yes. kind of more of, you know, just general about, you know, being Coptic in America. Yeah. Cause that's what yeah. this series is about. Um, now that you have these experiences, you know, obviously, it's only been a couple of weeks, but yeah. now that you have these experiences and you're going off to college, um, what, what do you what do you feel like the college life? Do you feel like now that you went on this trip, you kind of think of college in a different light, or not really, or what about it? Um, I think this trip was definitely very um, self self. Um, I guess made me more self aware. Um, I don't think necessarily it was meant for me to, you know, go into col- the college experience differently, but for myself, of course, me going into college is a whole new, 
you know, a whole new animal to tackle. And that in itself, me, you know, going into that, um, having these experiences is definitely going to help me maneuver the lifestyle of college, for sure. Um, whether that be being more grateful for where I'm at, uh, being grateful my parents are paying, uh, you know, for me to be in this institution, to learn, to be educated. People aren't, going, people aren't being educated around the world. Um, they don't have the resources, they don't have access to it, they don't have enough money. That, in its, in its, um, in its bare minimum, that, that is a lot. And just to be grateful for that opportunity is going to be something that I'll definitely be, you know, more cautious and wary of. Um, when I'm eating my food, I'm thinking of people. When I'm spending my money, I'm thinking of people that don't have it, maybe allocating money to you know, different organizations that will help people like that. But um, to change my college experience, no. To change me for my college experience, yes, I feel like. That makes sense. I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to ask was um, when it comes into charitable deeds for others, obviously I think in the Catholic Church, um, when it comes to service outside of our church, um, we struggle with that a little bit, yeah. um, with serving people outside of our community. There's some church communities that are doing better, well, way better um, than you know others are. But do you kind of see yourself in in the future, kind of you know, kind of pushing for stuff like that um, in the church? within the church of, of kind of like reaching out to other places. Yeah, absolutely. And if so, how do you kind of see that happen? Well, I do want to like designate my life to like serving um, within my career. Um, I want to, you know, do lots of pro bono work just for people like that because I feel like uh, a career is, you know, is an avenue to like create change um, and good change. Um, it's self-fulfilling, um, so I want to do that. So for me personally, I'm going to be doing that way, you know, within the church, absolutely. Outside of the church, absolutely. And within both, I feel like being able to take those experiences and bring them to the table um, to suggest things within my church, I'm going to do that because um, I think our church is very focused on serving within the church because there is a lot of that poverty. There's a lot of, um, a lot of help that is needed in the church. 100%. I totally agree with going back to your roots, you know, giving back to people that raised you. 100% agree. Um, people in Africa, I mean, it's obvious they're starving, you know, they, they need help. And I agree with that. But there are people in other continents who need mo more help um, and help equally or more. Um, and I feel like it would be so um, selfish as to just uh, give our time and our service and our love just to one group of people. I feel like everyone deserves that love and that attention and that service. Everyone on many levels, you know, deserves that recognition, um, you know, of being a person and, you know, being loved. And I feel like that's important. So I, I feel like it wouldn't be fair to just give it to a certain group of people. Um, definitely suggesting, you know, doing more community outreach within, whether it be like in the city where lots of poverty, poverty stricken, uh, you know, people like abide um, or, or that be like even, I don't know, outside, not necessarily Egypt, but I, I'm all for it, and I would totally suggest it. And I think, like, as you were saying, like, there's people everywhere that need, I mean, you can name anything that people would need help with. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we kind of focus on, oh, like, in two things, like poverty and then, like, faith. Or, you know, and within poverty you have, like, medical and, like, other stuff. But, like, a lot of times we forget about, you know, like, emotional. We forget about, mm -hmm. you know, mental stuff. And people who are perfectly fine in life they have money they're 
you know, they're living life, but like they're not happy with who they are, who they're, yeah, I agree with that too. or the life they're in. Yeah. And that needs a completely separate type of service. Sure. You know, so there's always, I think a lot of times we forget that there's always people to serve in the world yeah. at every single moment. And there's someone that you can serve at every single day, you know, whether that be your own family, your friends, you know, people around you, like there's just always something you can do that is considered like a service. And I think a lot of times because it's like mission trips are great and we're like, you know, mission trips. So we're going to serve and it's like you have to serve your whole life. You just happen to be going out the country for this one. Yeah. You know, we're not at home for this one. Yeah. You know, and I think. Um, I mean, it's great that you say that because I, I, I honestly was like talking as far as like poverty, um, of course. But I think that service, you know, it, you know, it definitely applies everywhere. People that are well off still need service. Some people are, you know, mentally not um stable and they need that love and attention there are plenty of people within our church and without who are you know have a surplus of money but they're not happy and those people need attention too because they can stray from the church and stray from what's right and you know what is what is the money going to do for them what what is all of this tangible stuff going to do for them in the end if they're not you know living with christ um so i i like the point of that out i just wanted to, wanted to agree with you <laughs> you know, it's like I had a Buddha Abraham on the podcast about la- like last year on this time. And he says something where it's like, um, you know, it's it's important that, you know, we serve all these people. But the most important group of people that we serve is our family. You know, like the, the you know, a servant by how he serves his family. Um, so I think a lot of times we can check ourselves that way. And be like, you know, I'm serving, you know, Sunday school, I'm serving mission trips, I'm doing hymns classes, whatever. Yeah. You have a podcast, whatever. But like, what am I doing for my parents? What am I doing sure. for my sister? What am I doing for my children? You know, children, brothers, like, yeah, I think what am I doing? Starting within your family is what, like, you know, as a parent or even as a child, more so as a parent, you know, planting those seeds within your children and, you know, dealing with them in that certain way, serving them first, prioritizing them, um, you know, is planting seeds so that all four, five, six of y'all are able to go out and serve those, you know, being equipped with, um, you know, that, like, the knowledge um, that you need to serve others given by your parents or, you know, spiritual, you know, guides, whatever. That's important, and that's what allows people to go into the world and provide services. But, yeah, absolutely, like, starting with your family, starting small, like, locally, like, um, all becoming strong in your faith and able to serve and then going out and serving all together is so beautiful. I think that's really important. Yeah, I mean, same thing that Christ says when he told, told the apostles, like, first go to Jerusalem, then Samaria, then, mm-hmm. yep, I forgot what was next, then to the rest of the world. You know, a yeah, lot of times yeah. we hear people, you know, kind of use that to be like, it's first your family, then your community, then absolutely everyone. I agree with that. Um, so 100%. a lot of times, I don't know, I did this, you kind of jump to the everyone. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, even with this podcast, it's like the everyone, but it's like, I have to remember that I got to do the I feel like it's a very, there's a misconception. I feel like people feel more, more fulfilled serving the every people see that you're serving the every people know you're going on a mission trip. Oh, wow. You're, you're doing, you're doing a lot for the community. Like you're, you're a spectacular servant, you know? Um, and people are doing that whilst having people at home who are struggling, who are sick, who are, you know, have chemical imbalances in their brain, people that need that service. And that's not okay. So I, and I I agree that you need to start, start, start small. um, so that you're able to have a clear, uh, you know, mind to go and serve others that, you know, need help as well. And that's not to say like 
serving going on trips is bad. No, like, no, no, no. You know, there's such thing as no, being prepared for. Of course it. not. Yeah. But it's like having a clear conscience serving is also helpful. Like being able to not have to worry about much back at home going to serve um, and giving these kids your kids or you know adults or youth your full energy and attention is really important because they need it. They don't have that. Um, that is you know crucial for them. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just important to serve in general. So I think yeah, no, you know it's great to go on these mission trips, but you have to remember that you your role in society as a as a Christian in general is to serve others, Amen. to be at the feet of other people. Um, so that's obviously very important, but it's yeah. hard to it's hard to practice. Yeah, but you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Miriam, for coming of on course. the podcast, of and taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, <laughs> make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on post notifications and see you guys next week. Thank you.